0: Hey, cold open for this episode because I want to help you grow on Instagram. That's right, you. My team at Creatorly Media has a few open spots for new Instagram clients starting next month and we'd love to book you in for your first strategy session. Here's how it works. We make a strategy for your growth and we develop a content calendar that follows that strategy and then we work together to create content that your audience will love. Our goal is to help you stay consistent and reach your Instagram goals without the overwhelm. So if you're looking for some guidance and a team of enthusiastic creators to create content for you and create with you, then Creatorly Media is here for you. Head over to creatorlymedia.com slash Instagram for more details. That's creatorlymedia.com slash Instagram. it's too late to start a YouTube channel. There are already people talking about my niche. I don't know the first thing about having a YouTube channel. Do any of these thoughts sound familiar? I'm here to tell you to stop talking yourself out of starting a YouTube channel because guess what? It's not too late. There is only one you and you can learn all the things that you don't already know about creating content on this awesome platform this is actually the perfect time to start a YouTube channel. Honestly, it's probably easier to start and grow a YouTube channel now than it was when I originally started. Back then, people and businesses didn't look at YouTube as a way to actually earn an income or market a product, and there was a lot less information out there about how to grow back then. That has dramatically changed, and now it's probably the best time to hop on the YouTube bandwagon. Today, I want to chat about why you need to finally start a YouTube channel if you've been thinking about it and you've been holding yourself back from it. So keep on listening. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast, produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Creator Club Podcast, everybody. I am so excited to be chatting with you all about YouTube this week. If you've been following me for a while, then you'll know that in terms of social media platforms, YouTube is kind of my first love. I started my YouTube channel many, many moons ago back in, well, this current YouTube channel I started in 2011, so that's... Over 10 years, which is kind of hard to believe, but I actually first started into the world of YouTube probably in like 2008 or 2009. But here's a fun throwback for you back in the day, YouTube did not let you change your channel name or your username. And so, of course, being the indecisive preteen that I was back then, you know, every couple months I'd have a new idea for a username. So I would just literally like delete my channel and start a new one. Anyway, It was obviously just like for fun and a hobby back then and for pretty much everybody. It was just for fun and a hobby because back in like 2008, 2009, people were not thinking about how to monetize their online presence and the word influencer was definitely not in our vocabulary back then. So anyway, I have been along for the ride with YouTube for a long time. I've seen the platform evolve a lot and I have kind of been on an emotional roller coaster with it too. I am very attached to my YouTube channel and to creating YouTube videos into the community in general, and I think it's really defined a lot of not only my career, but also just like my own hobbies and, and what I've enjoyed over the years. So all that being said, YouTube is something that's really close to my heart, and I'm very passionate about convincing people who are kind of on the fence to go ahead and start that YouTube channel, because It really has been the source of a lot of growth and joy for me over the years. I've met a lot of great online friends because of YouTube. I've gone on some trips because of YouTube. So I just think that if it's something you're considering, it is definitely worth starting. And I'm hoping that in today's episode, I can kind of take you through some of these more sentimental reasons, but also some of the really practical reasons why becoming a YouTube creator can be really, really great for your overall career and business as a content creator. So with that being said, let's dive into why I think you should start a YouTube channel. First things first, the platform is missing your voice. As I mentioned in our intro, the reason that it doesn't matter that there are already people probably talking about your topic or your niche on YouTube is that there really is only one you, as maybe cliche and cheesy as that sounds. You aren't talking about your niche on the platform, and therefore, YouTube is missing your voice and your perspective. Sure, there might be others talking about the same topic, but just by the fact that you are your authentic self, you already are differentiated, right? Like you already have your own experiences and your own angle that you can bring to your niche. There are many different ways that you can set yourself apart from the rest on YouTube. This might simply be your point of view, or maybe you can tie in a unique theme or interest that you have. Honestly, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because Obviously, if you spend any time kind of taking tips or advice online from social media educators, you'll know, of course, that I'm not the only one. And there are a lot of us on YouTube making videos in this area, giving tips and advice on like how to grow, how to be a content creator and all that stuff. And so I'll be honest, over the years, I've definitely struggled with feeling like, oh man, like what do I really have to bring to this? Oh, all these other people talking about this, they're more experienced. They have more to say, like, Why am I even creating videos? And I've made the realization through like thinking about this and then kind of having to snap out of it that I do have something to bring to this niche. Maybe it's just even my personality. Maybe it's the way that I explain things that maybe just clicks for you a little bit better than somebody else explaining it. Like whatever it might be, it could be small But there are ways that I can set myself apart and you can do that for yourself too. And actually, I just recently was kind of brainstorming this and kind of had a bit of a breakthrough that I wanted to share with you about this whole concept of like speaking on a niche, but then also having a kind of brand that sets you apart a little bit. So let me explain my brainwave to you and hopefully this might be able to help you kind of come up with a similar approach for yourself that can help you differentiate yourself in your niche. So lately I've been working on a little bit of a redesign of my Katie Steckley branding. And though I consider myself a digital marketer that shares the knowledge and confidence that you need to grow as a creator, I also am a bit of a travel enthusiast who, if I could, would spend most of my time going to new places and experiencing new places because I, I just love it. And I'm, I'm sure many of you probably can relate to that too. And especially most recently, this love of travel has manifested itself in me um, renovating a cargo van into a camper van. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might know about this. that My husband, Dan, and I spent Um, most of the pandemic so far converting our little home on wheels that we lovingly call Vanjie. So because of my love for travel and adventure, I've been thinking lately about really using that as a theme for my own branding. It just kind of occurred to me recently that like I, you know, if you've been following along for a while, you might know my struggle of trying to figure out how can I incorporate van life? Like, am I just going to like give up and become a van life YouTuber now? Like, no, that's, that's not my path. Cause I still do love content creation and sharing tips about social media. And so it made me realize that I can use van life and travel as a backdrop To who I am as a social media educator. So, whether it's things like using words like adventure or journey, you know, when I'm talking about social media, or even including travel or like adventure themed imagery in my design. So, like maybe I'll have like a little doodle of like trees or mountains or even a van or showing photos of me in the van while I talk about, you know, social media concepts in my Instagram captions, for instance. And this obviously all connects as well to my YouTube channel where, you know, I'm about to leave on a really big van trip. So I'm going to be filming YouTube videos from the van. But in those videos, I'm going to be talking about Instagram growth and all the same kind of stuff I always do. So for me, this whole van life thing um, is something that I can use as a differentiator. So it's not necessarily going to become a part of my content. Like I said, I'm not going to be making videos like, here's how to convert a van or anything like that. But I can become known for like being the girl that talks about Instagram from her van or whatever. So this is just one Example. I'm hoping that this like kind of personal example will give you a sense of what I'm talking about here where you can differentiate yourself in your niche, not only just by your own specific personality, which is something I feel like I've been doing, you know, for the past number of years already. And that shows up in the way you talk and the way you explain things. And, you know, whether you're more casual or more formal or if you're funny or if you're thoughtful or whatever, that's obviously important. And that is going to just naturally differentiate you in your niche, but you can also find, things that you're interested in that don't necessarily need to be like the content that you talk about, but they might be the backdrop for your life. They might be the visual, the aesthetic, the the brand that kind of makes you stand out as somebody different and I feel like I've always been trying to figure that out like I'm like oh well am I like the minimalist one or am I like the body confidence one and I think those things all have a a part to play and that's fine but I think just recently the idea of like the van life stuff and the travel and adventure all that ties in so well to being a content creator so that's kind of the direction that I'm going to be moving in. So hopefully you can figure out what that is for yourself, whether it's that you love to do yoga or you love your plants and you love taking care of your plants. Plants is a great example, I think, because there's so many metaphors you can bring in to any different niche, whether it's about like growth or care or like self-love or whatever, like thinking about things that can provide those great parallels or metaphors for you you know, can work really well. Uh, Maybe it's that you love to cook or you love to go on hikes or you play a certain sport. Whatever it is, this can help you differentiate yourself through that sort of like ethereal branding that goes along with whatever it is you're talking about. It's all about setting yourself apart and finding whatever your hook or your voice is. What makes your content yours? Take a little time today and think beyond your niche or topic. Think about who you are as a person. Like, what do you like and enjoy? What makes you feel inspired or makes you smile? Can you incorporate that into your branding somehow? That's what I'm trying to do with the whole van thing. Once you figure out what makes you you, well, you can hop on YouTube, kind of start searching around your niche, find other people that are in your industry, and see if there's anything similar. I'm going to guess there probably isn't. At least so far, I haven't found any other social media gurus that make content from their vans. And I'm sure you could also find your unique little combination as well. And that's going to help give you the confidence to feel like you do have something different to bring to the table, which I already know you do. Just a matter of proving that to yourself and then kind of manifesting that through your branding. Another reason that you should start a YouTube channel this year is so that you can become an authority in your niche. Even if you have already built an audience on another platform, say Instagram, for example, long form videos are a great way to provide a lot of value, which will just enhance your chances of being viewed as a leader and an expert in your niche. Sharing your expertise for free on a platform like YouTube will also help you to build that like, know, and trust factor with your audience or potential clients. Building authority within your niche is critical for building successful, long-lasting brands. Not only will this gain the trust of your audience, but it can open up sponsorship opportunities and help you sell your products and services and, you know, anything that you have an affiliate link for, Etc. I just really feel like YouTube gives you that extra kind of like badge of expertise because just on the simple, basic fact that you can sit and like talk about your topic for like 10 to 15 minutes kind of shows that extra bit of expertise than, say, just a few Instagram posts. And so it can help give you that extra credibility that you're looking for when you're building your career as a content creator or a business owner. Now, maybe one of the biggest reasons you should start your YouTube channel this year is to expand your reach. That is another massive benefit of starting a YouTube channel. YouTube is not simply a website or a social media platform. It is a search engine. YouTube is the second largest search engine behind Google and it is like owned by Google. So it pretty much is like the world's largest search engine for video. This means you can leverage their existing audience to build your own community. And let me just tell you this, YouTube slash Google's existing audience is pretty much everybody on planet Earth. (laughs) Business growth is dependent on increasing the number of potential people that you have access to, right? Well, with YouTube, not only can you build an audience right there on the platform, but you can also use your content on YouTube to lead them to your email list, your Instagram, and other platforms as well. As someone who loves chatting about growing on Instagram, one of the best ways to grow your Instagram audience is by growing on a platform like YouTube first and then sending them to your Instagram. Like That's personally a huge part of my own strategy and I recommend this all the time when I talk about how to really optimize your Instagram growth. You can use platforms like YouTube or you know, we could make whole other episodes about this, but like TikTok or blogging or Pinterest or whatever to help you grow on Instagram too. So YouTube really can help you not only grow a YouTube audience, but it's really easy to be able to direct people away from YouTube onto your Instagram, your email list, all these other places. So speaking of reaching a big audience on YouTube, one of the major reasons why you're able to reach such a big audience over time, like slow and steady growth, is because YouTube videos are evergreen. So when you make a post on Instagram, It normally has a shelf life of like, let's say one to three days at the most, right? I know reels can sometimes have a resurgence like a few days or like a week later. That's definitely true. But for the most part, Instagram feed content, it's pretty timely. Like people are mostly going to consume it and engage with it in the first day or so. It's really rare that you'll get engagement on an Instagram post that you made a month ago, for example. But YouTube... Is completely opposite. It's very different. Every time you post a video on YouTube, you have the potential to get views not only now, but also six months from now or even years to come. YouTube videos are considered evergreen, like I said, which is really just like a a play on the word like evergreen, like we're talking about trees, you know, like they're always green, obviously, like a Christmas tree. They don't drop their leaves. They can survive through all seasons. And that is exactly what YouTube videos are like, right? So it's not that a YouTube video is only valuable when you first post it and only is going to get engagement when you're very first talking about it. It stays green all year long and people can find it through search basically whenever, anytime after you post it. So for example, if you go to my YouTube channel and you go over to the videos tab and you sort my videos by most popular, you'll see that my top most popular video was posted almost three years ago now, which I can hardly believe it's been that long. And it has 1.5 million views. It is still getting about 60 views every hour. I know, that's kind of hard to believe, right? I mean, 60 doesn't sound like a lot, but if you think about that, that's every hour, pretty much every day. And that was three years ago. I can tell you one thing for sure, the Instagram posts I made three years ago are not even getting one view an hour, let alone 60 or any engagement whatsoever. In the video um, that I posted that has a million and a half views, I could have mentioned like a lead magnet. I could have even mentioned a paid service Or my Instagram account, you know, I I could have incorporated all of that and it still would be getting traction from that even all these years ago. So... That's something else to consider. I mean, when I made this video, I had no idea it was gonna blow up because at the time I had about 2000 subscribers and I was still on that initial like beginner creator grind of just trying to get seen. But it just goes to show how valuable it can be to include some of those call to actions in your YouTube videos because you never know, it could start getting a bunch of views many years later and all of a sudden you've got a whole new group of clients coming in and finding you. What I love about YouTube videos being evergreen is that it really pays dividends to, like, invest your time in making YouTube videos. I think a reason why a lot of people are hesitant to get started is because it can feel like a lot of work. And I'll be honest, like, it is. It's it's more work than just writing an Instagram caption or even filming a reel, right? It's going to take more time. It's probably going to take you several hours to be able to post one YouTube video, whereas it might just take you a few minutes to post a reel, for example. But it is so worthwhile because these videos stay active and present on the site for months and years to come, and they can keep getting you views, keep getting you new leads, keep getting you ad revenue, et cetera, over all of that time. So I really do believe it's worth the investment because Every single video you post on YouTube is another chance for somebody new to find you and another chance to potentially get a new client, follower, whatever. So that's why I think YouTube especially just provides that extra value because the videos, all the content there is evergreen. The top two challenges I hear from almost all the small business owners and creators that I talk to who are trying to grow on Instagram is that one, they struggle with finding the right strategy, and two, they struggle with staying consistent. I get it. When you're working on your own, it can feel like you're in the dark about what strategies might be best, or you're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And when you're flying solo, there's no accountability or support to help you stay consistent. Well, my friend, my team at Creatorly Media can help you With all of that, we offer an Instagram strategy and content package where we develop a custom made content calendar for you using strategies that we have researched, experimented with and proven through all of our clients and our own personal accounts as well. And we work with you and your contributions and personal touch to create content for you that will engage your audience and help work towards your goals. And right now we've got a few open spots for new Instagram clients this coming month. If you want to jump on board with Creatorly Media for February, then go ahead and fill out our form at creatorlymedia.com apply by January 28th so that we can get you scheduled in for your first strategy meeting starting in February. For more information about all of this, you can go to creatorlymedia.com Instagram to see all the info about our Instagram strategy and content package. We cannot wait to work with you. If you've been following me for a while on this podcast, you know that I love to talk about repurposing content and a concept that I call cornerstone content. Now, this is another reason why starting a YouTube channel can be so valuable to you as a creator, especially if you are already creating on other platforms. And that is because YouTube videos can be a starting point for you to repurpose content. So not only is investing your time in a YouTube video valuable because you'll keep getting more views and engagement over time on YouTube itself, but it also gives you this really beautiful, valuable piece of content that you can take and turn into like a dozen other pieces of content that you can post across all your social platforms. So let's talk about what I mean by cornerstone content, because this is a strategy that has been really, really helpful for us at Creatorly Media when we are trying to post content to our business Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, our blog, all of that kind of stuff. So cornerstone content is content that is longer form and higher value. So a YouTube video is a great example of a piece of cornerstone content. This podcast, I would also consider that a blog post could be your cornerstone content. Though the video is a big time commitment, like I was saying, in your content creation process, I really believe it is worth it to invest your time in that because it's going to allow you to power through the rest of your content creation process and repurpose so much of what you put into your initial YouTube video across all your different platforms. There really are countless opportunities to repurpose your video for social media. Some examples would be making a graphic carousel for Instagram. So you could like take your YouTube script and take away the top three or five most helpful tips and like make each of those into a different slide of a graphic carousel post that to your Instagram. You could create a Instagram story, like you wouldn't have to necessarily directly promote your video in the story, but again, you could take one of the main takeaways and like film a story where you explain that tip or trick and that's really valuable for your Instagram followers to see. You could even take some of the content from your YouTube script and turn it into a Instagram caption that you could pair with a photo of you. Or you could create a reel where, you know, you do your typical little dance to a trending song, point to a few places around the screen, and have text pop up sharing those three main takeaways from the YouTube video. The important thing to realize here is what I'm not saying is, like, I'm not trying to tell you to take this YouTube video and make a thousand different promo videos social pieces for it, right? Like you're not just making an Instagram story saying, Go watch my YouTube video. You're not making a reel saying, Go watch my YouTube video. You're making a story, a reel, a carousel, etc. that are literally just for Instagram, that are valuable and serving your audience on Instagram, but you're making it easier for yourself because you're taking that YouTube script and you're pulling from it so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you're making a new piece of content. And this is an important distinction because I'll just tell you straight out if you Just make a story post saying, Go watch my latest YouTube video, or you like post a preview of it to your feed as a video. Like, that's not going to be really helpful, honestly, in getting engagement on Instagram or getting views over on your YouTube channel. Because most of the time, if people come to Instagram, they are there to consume Instagram content. So instead, use your YouTube video as inspiration to make some really high value Instagram content. And it's just going to make your content creation process more smooth. You could even create Pinterest pins, a tweet, or a TikTok, all based on the same concepts and ideas from your YouTube script. You can even go beyond that and create a weekly newsletter and a blog, both of which summarize your video, sharing the main points. As you can see, the list of repurposing opportunities is truly endless, and it can really help speed up your content creation process. Okay, Let's be honest. There are usually two reasons that most people start a YouTube channel or a business in general. One is they love helping people by educating, inspiring, or motivating them. And two, they are trying to build a profitable business. They wanna make money, okay? You know, likes and comments and views, don't put food on the table. Obviously, we're here to build a sustainable income so that we can live a life that we love, okay? So YouTube is an amazing platform for creating new revenue streams for your brand and your business. So let's chat about the different ways that you can monetize your YouTube channel. Number one, Google AdSense. This is probably the most common one. Everybody knows about running ads and making money off YouTube from the ads on your on your videos. So with YouTube, once you hit 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, that means that cumulatively over your whole YouTube channel, viewers have watched 4,000 hours of your content, then YouTube allows you to monetize your channel. This just means that you can allow ads to appear at the beginning, somewhere in the middle, or at the end of your videos, and YouTube allows you to pocket some of that ad revenue. So depending on the brand and video topic, you will get a huge range of of ad revenue, right? Like we call this in the biz CPM, which stands for cost per mil, which is just like an overly fancy way of saying how much money you're getting paid for every thousand views or technically monetized playbacks that you get on a video. So every time your video gets watched with ads or every thousand times your video gets watched with ads, you will get, x amount of money so this can be anywhere from two dollars per thousand views all the way up to like 30 or 40 dollars per thousand views i'll let you in on some of my stats most recently my videos have been hitting cpms of anywhere from like 15 up to 40 dollars which is pretty unreal um and it really is going to depend kind of on your niche um how profitable like youtube sees you as being so like just as one really stark example if you're a channel that talks about business or making money, um, or like specifically, um, like Amazon drop shipping seems to be a really, really popular niche that has really high CPMs. And this is because advertisers are willing to pay a lot of money to be shown on like a business related YouTube video, because they assume that the viewers might be willing to invest some money in their software, their product, whatever it is they're offering. Whereas if we go over to more like direct to consumer type stuff, like let's say vlogging or like beauty content, the CPMs might not be as high because advertisers in that industry know that like your average teenage girl who's watching a beauty video might not have a ton of money to spend on their products, right? So That's just some general logic to give you a sense of why CPMs change, and those are like very vague examples, like I don't have stats to back that up, but that just kind of explains like that's why there's different amounts that you get per 1,000 views, depending on all sorts of different factors. Another big factor is where your audience mainly is. For example, if your audience is mainly in the US, you tend to have higher CPMs because A lot of people with money live in the U.S. Whereas if your main audience is in some areas of the world that have less wealth, then you might have lower CPMs because the people that you're reaching don't have as much money to spend. So all kinds of different complex stuff going on there. But the point is, once you reach 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, you can add ads to your videos that allow you to basically make passive income, right? If you were making those videos anyway because they have all sorts of other benefits. Like you're making the videos to reach your audience, to you know grow a bigger following, to get more clients, whatever. Then once you reach these thresholds, then you're able to get that added benefit of AdSense. So that's one of the big reasons why YouTube is such a unique platform and so worthwhile creating on because there really isn't any other comparable stuff. And we know TikTok has the creator fund, but you don't make nearly as much money from that. Also, it's not available in Canada, so I can't do it, so clearly we don't care about it. No, I'm kidding. It's obviously helpful for some folks, but it's not available everywhere. Whereas the YouTube AdSense program is is globally available. Instagram is starting to run something similar to this with Reels, but again, only available in the U.S. and not nearly the same amount of revenue. So YouTube is still very, very unique for offering this kind of profit sharing model with their creators. And it's just a really great added benefit to starting your channel. Okay, so the second way that you can actually make money from your YouTube channel is affiliate marketing. Now, this is something that you can do across different platforms, but due to the evergreen nature of content on YouTube, affiliate marketing can be even more effective. So, in case you're not familiar with it, affiliate marketing is where a company or brand will provide you a very small commission for recommending their products. There are some really, really large affiliate programs like Amazon affiliates or reward style, but you could also become an affiliate directly with smaller companies or brands that you like. So for example, I've been an affiliate with Artlist for a number of years now, and Artlist is like a royalty-free, um music subscription and it's where I get the music for my podcast, for client projects, for my YouTube channel. It's a really, really great resource for creators. And I have a link. Um, if you want to use my affiliate link, it's at creatorclubpodcast.com. Um, just scroll down and click on the little button for art list. Anyway, I just get a small commission every time somebody signs up for Artlist through my link. So that's just like one example. All kinds of different companies have this kind of program available that you can either get to directly with them or by signing up for something like Reward Style, for example. So with affiliate marketing, it really is a long-term game. And that's why I was saying, like this is why YouTube videos can really help play into that. I would recommend having affiliate links in all of your YouTube video descriptions. Having these easily accessible for your audience is the best way to create a steady income using affiliate marketing. And that's why YouTube videos can be so great for this because posting an affiliate link once on your Instagram story is really not gonna create a ton of revenue for you unless you have a huge, amount of followers and therefore can send a huge amount of traffic to that link in the 24-hour period that it's live. Whereas if you have your affiliate links just always in your YouTube videos, people can continue to find those month after month, year after year, and can continue to use your link to make purchases. So that's why affiliate marketing can be so effective on YouTube, just like it is on another evergreen platform, blogging. You know, that's another really, really common place to see affiliate links. Okay, the third way that you can make money from YouTube is, of course, brand sponsorships. So this is a partnership between a creator and a brand, sometimes referred to as a brand deal. You might have heard it called brand deal, brand partnership, sponsorships, whatever. It's all the same thing. As your channel grows, some brands might reach out to you directly, or you can start reaching out to them and pitching them. If you want a bit of a template for how you can reach out and pitch brands, I actually have a free download you can grab at my website. Just type in katiesteckley.com slash pitch and you'll find it. This is the brand pitch that I've used to pitch different brands and and hopefully like work together on a YouTube video. So once you have a small audience, you can start pitching to small brands. In the early stages of your growth, you would probably have a hard time landing deals with large brands. Like if you've got 2,000 followers and you try to pitch like Nike, for example, you probably won't have a ton of success. But if you start reaching out to brands that are specifically trying to reach the kind of people that you are speaking to, You'd probably be surprised at how actually early in your journey you'd be able to have success with this, especially if you're already established as an authority on YouTube and you have a specific target audience with high engagement, you can definitely start getting brand deals even with a smaller audience. The final way that you can monetize your presence on YouTube is products and services. So this might seem a little bit obvious because obviously if you're a small business owner, this is your goal is what you're already trying to do, but YouTube can be a really great place to share your products and services as well as like Instagram or a blog or whatever. And I think a lot of small business owners don't immediately go to YouTube as an opportunity for this, but it can actually be really effective. If you create a product that solves a problem that your YouTube audience has, and then you start mentioning it in your videos, this can potentially provide you sales now and in the future. Because like, of course I said, they're evergreen, right? Right. So even if your growth is slow now, if you start mentioning your, you know, product, your download, your course, your service, whatever it is, as people continue to find your videos over time, they'll be able to purchase that product like either now or a year from now. So it's a really great way to set up a steady evergreen funnel towards some of your offerings. All right, my friend, if these six points that I talked you through today don't convince you to start a YouTube channel, I don't know what will. Hopefully, you know by now that I believe in you. You have something important to share and you can do it. It is so, so possible. So I really, really hope that you set out from this podcast and go and start a YouTube channel. If you want to hear more podcast episodes around YouTube, YouTube growth, how to grow as a creator on the platform, let me know. I can definitely create some more episodes about this for you. And also, once you get started on your YouTube channel and you've been posting for a few months, we would love to do a YouTube audit for you. This is actually a relatively new service that we're offering over at Creatorly where me and my team take a look at your YouTube channel analyze your insights and provide you some information on how you can grow and how you can most stand out in your niche, optimize your existing videos and continue to see more growth on your channel. So if that sounds helpful to you, go over to creatorlymedia.com slash audits and you can see that we have YouTube audits, Instagram audits, and podcast audits available. So if you're looking for some expert advice and guidance on how you can keep growing your social platforms, go ahead and check that out. We would love to help you out. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening y'all. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the creator club podcast. This show is produced by creatorly media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at creatorlymedia or at Katie Steckley, so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.